What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back. Hello, beautiful spillers and splashers. Welcome back to another episode of the Spill Milk Podcast. It's your girl, Lala. And it's your girl, Yoli. Hi, everyone. We are so thrilled to have you join us today. So you know what to do. Grab your favorite cup, get to your cozy spot, and let's get into today's conversation. Yes. So we're going to jump in with our Spill the Skim. So, Sissy, what spills did you have over the last week? I had a splash. I, I am, I am, pra- praise report, I haven't had no spills lately. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty grateful. <laughs> Very grateful. No splashes. I mean, no spills, just a couple of splashes. Um, and, but the beautiful part about the splashes for me is like, I think it's because I'm in a practice a season of heightened self-awareness. So I may not be experiencing them as spills and they could be, and they feel like splashes, but amen, I'm taking it all, right? Because I'm not going to say, I'm going to write them off. Um, but <clears throat> just a couple splashes and it was internal splashes, actually, nothing that was external, just more or less about me determining what's next in life for me, right? Coming off the divorce, um, pouring another cup, navigating a new person, navigating next steps, all the things. And so um, my splash was like a fork in the road. <clears throat> so I made a decision within myself about what I want to do and the authenticity of living out my words that I share at the top of the year, right? So my words for the top of the year, if you guys don't remember, are um, intentionality and integrity, self-integrity, <clears throat> excuse me. And so I found that there have been things I've desired to do since 16 that I had not done. And the natural way we get swept up into the day-to-day life. We get swept up into, um, I guess caught falling into complacency in choosing what we do, um, versus going full steam ahead in our dreams. So that was my splash. My splash was an internal struggle, an internal fork of the road. And so I dabbled it up. It's nice and clean. You know what I'm saying? With my, Thieves cleaner, you know, no Lysol over here. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's clean, it's not sticky. Um, and so my cup is still full. Nice, nice, nice. I love it. I love how you said, you know, just reflecting back that there are things that you've wanted to do since you were 16 years old that you have not done. And it just speaks to so many different things. I had to travel last week for work. And one of the things that the speaker said was always going back to being a child that, and and there's so much power in that because when you are a child, you, even if you are a child in a situation where you have limited resources, food or whatever, they still believe that there's a way beyond that, right? Still hopeful. It's when we get to becoming adults, we become jaded and dejected and, you know, broken down that, you know, we allow 
the idea that there is not something bigger and greater on the other side of this to swallow us. So, but that's good. Um, I wish I could say I just had splashes. I wish I could say that. <laughs> Lord knows. I wish I could say it was just some splashes this week, but nope. Nope. And you know, part of that is me dealing with the incongruencies I feel because I said that I was not doing anything this year that I did not want to do. If it was not a definite yes, it was a hard no. And I traveled for work and I did something I said I did not want to do. And so in the process of me doing that, I wrestled with what I said, what I want to stick to, and the idea that I'm responsible for someone else um, who is incapable of taking care of themselves. And so that rub for me um, resulted in more spilling on my part because I'm a big person and you know this. I'm not a person who likes to do things because it's the right thing to do. I like to do it because I want to do it, right? And if I want to do it, then by default, somewhere in the, you know, in my mind, I believe it's the right thing to do. If I don't want to do it, it's not right, right? You know, because it should be easy to do the right thing. And I know that that's not true. And I can name various different things off the top of my head. So I already know this, listeners. But, you know, I still, that is how I feel. And so um, there was a lot of spilling um, in there. And I honestly have been gnawing on whether the, whether the spills, would have come if I if if I were in a different mental space um because I was like I wonder if my thoughts attracted those things to me now I left saying I'm going with my hands open I'm going with my hands open something you always said keep your hands open and that's how I went I you know and there were things that got placed in my hand but there were also things that made that time very very challenging for me and also if some of you can tell I sound very nasally because now your girl is sick so um but anyway I will say uh as it relates to that whether for my spills if I'm gonna pour another glass or not I'm electing again this week to not pour another one. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a, <laughs> it's a no for the future. For in, in that, <laughs> is where, like, you know, all of those parties that, yeah. that was involved. Yes, I say no. So, um, I and I'm think, pretty- I like what you're saying, but I think, I think that there is space for grace with yourself and with your declaration. Because so long as God is blessing you with provision outside of your own skill set, that is not the liberty that you have. So until he transitions you from this workplace that I'm not doing what I don't want to do, you don't get to say that because it's God's provision. 
especially on mandatory circumstances. So give yourself grace is all I'm saying, because we're not, we, we, we not, we not solo dolo yet. We are not, we're not completely self-reliant in that space yet. So you did what you had to do, which is very different from not doing what you don't want to do. True. And I received that. Very true. And I don't want to insert a however, but you know the drill. <laughs> however, me and God had a real talk. You know what I'm saying? So, so I know, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and so I'm, I know what he said. And so it's just. Amen. Yeah. So again, I received what you said, sis. I appreciate it. And, uh, I'm, I'm not going to pour another glass, but I will hold space for myself um, mm-hmm. in that regard. So I appreciate that. All right, listeners, we're on to our next segment, um, pour another glass. So let me um, start by just talking about that this episode of the Spill Milk podcast is a is a two part series. So this is part one of that. So, Sissy, let's go ahead and share um, real quickly. Um, any type of personal experience you have as it relates to um, setting and pursuing goals, in particular, this one, um, which deals with overcoming fear and resistance? Sure. I dealt with a lot of resistance when I decided, you know, decided to be completely obedient to God's call for me to leave my job. and almost teetered in that capacity when I was very clear and I knew that God had given me, like I had dreamt the steps to take to prepare myself to leave my job. And I almost allowed for someone else's fear to impede on that. Someone I respect and regard very much. And I had to remember that a part of why I was in the position I was in was highly as a result of that same person's opinion, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, And so I just had to respectfully decline their input because I realized that it was their fear that they had projected on me. I had already been afraid because two years prior, he told me to leave. But because of his grace and his patience with me being type A, wanting a plan, wanting to be strategic, wanting to be like, God, I know, but, you know, I got kids, you know, and right now, like I earn more. And right now, like, you know, so he met me and he allowed me to do that process. Once I, I submitted to a concrete date and tried to navigate past that date, he was like, yeah, nah. So. That is an experience that I have with it, man. I think I think we've all had that happen. Um, so I, I'll I'll take that same one as well. Before I went to law school, and I remember being in St. Louis, and I was just like, you know what? Because I God had told me to do a thing, and I'm still sitting here and all this stuff or whatever. When I finally was like. And again, it was the the fear of the unknown, like, and we'll talk more about that. But um, I was like, 
it's it may not be peaceful but it's more peaceful than the unknown and but when i did decide and i was like all right god let's go it was so much freedom and just i'm out of here like i just walked around it was just a new you i could i i had my own music playing in my head walking through that <laughs> like you know you can tell by the way i i walk you know I, like I, i'm like I, i'm out of here you know um and so it was freedom in that and in the in literally in submitting in full obedience to that i didn't go you know i left and I went back to Baton Rouge and um, on my way to New Orleans, stopped in Baton Rouge, had an interview for that Friday. So I think I left St. Louis on that Monday or Tuesday, had an interview on Friday, told me they would let me know something the next week. They called me on Saturday the next day and said I got it. And it was just obedience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was there until I went to law school. And so provisions the provisions are infinite when you are in obedience. So, hey, man, I, you know, we're going to jump into it. But before <laughs> we get into, you know, what this episode is about, we're going to take a brief break. Welcome back. We are in our Empower Milk message. And so in life, we all face those moments, you know, where the milk spills over, sometimes making a mess. And sometimes it's just a small puddle or as Yoli says, a splash. The beauty of it is that we get to decide how we want to deal with it. So today in this episode, we're sipping on something that many of us find challenging, but is still essential for growth. And that's overcoming fear and resistance in our journey of self-reinvention. Absolutely. <clears throat> that's so accurate because fear and resistance can really, really be those sticky stains that we don't address um, or that we try to, but just won't go anywhere. Right. But the truth is, is that we have the best cleaning hacks, <laughs> right? Like life teaches though, teaches us those things and those methods and how we need to do it. So today we're not just going to be talking about wiping away fear, but understanding it, facing it, embracing it, um, falling in love with it truthfully and becoming its best friend so that we can step into the perfect state of reinvention. Yes. And we've all been there, right? Where we've been standing at the crossroads of change and our hearts are pounding with this fear and you're sweating and it's excitement too that you're feeling, but it's fear of the unknown, the what if, what, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if I fail? And the butts that often hold us back. But here's a little secret and you're going to want to lean in and turn your volume up real loud because I'm about to share a secret with y'all. You know what it is? <laughs> It's perfectly normal, right? Mm -hmm. And so, y'all, y'all thought I was about to give y'all some secret gem, but it's not, right? The key is not letting that fear dictate our life's narrative. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Because just like spills, right? We can categorize fear, fear of change, all those things as a life spill. Something that we have to embark on, encounter, and overcome in one way or another, Right. And so when you talk about resistance, resistance oftentimes comes from within. Because if you don't already have some type of fear or some little voice in your head telling you that you may not make it or you're crazy, that's why it's easy for an outside influence to convince you to not do the thing, right? And so even though you may know that 
you are called to this and you ought to be doing it, those little seeds are easy to spread because of that. But don't trip. You know what I'm saying? We're going to definitely be gently sharing. Um, we're going to share you share with you how you can gently silence those voices, how you can practice, how you can turn your fears into faith and fuel, right? And I'll definitely be giving you guys my acronym and definition of what fear is anyway. So, <laughs> so through personal stories, some laughter, and of course, insights, we're going to unpack our toolkit to help you navigate through these tricky waters. So are you ready to pour another glass and make a toast to overcoming fear and resistance? I'm going to say yes to that. Yep. Pour me a glass. Let's get this journey started because that's what self-reinvention is, right? It's a journey. Remember, change is not automatic. It's not linear. It doesn't happen overnight. And above all else, have grace with yourself. Hold space for yourself. So let's go ahead and jump in. So, um, Sissy, let's talk about, um, or better yet, let me say this, right? When we think about fear and resistance and how it shows up in our lives, understand that fear and resistance are natural, right? It's our natural default. We have to understand that change requires a significant amount of effort. I think we don't really think about that. Like how long we've been doing something. If you're 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old, whatever, however old you are, 90, right? Listening to the podcast, understand that you have been doing a thing and operating a thing and believing a thing for a very long time. So it's very difficult to change that behavior, even when you know that it may be something that's good for you, right? If we think about somebody who smokes cigarettes and they've been diagnosed with cancer, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's stage one, stage two cancer, it's hard for them to stop smoking cigarettes, even though they know it's going to just exacerbate the situation. It's very hard to change that Mm -hmm. behavior. And so, and some people oftentimes it's like, well, look, I'm gonna die anyway. You know, so it's and and it's I don't want to say that they just give up, but it is very hard to change. It's very hard to do that. And so just understand, hold space for yourself. Right. These are natural responses when you're embarking on this journey and understand, too, that they're going to manifest themselves in various different forms. Um, And it wouldn't be truly change that you could really love and embrace and appreciate if you didn't have obstacles. You know, Sissy was talking a couple episodes back about, you know, how this is her first time of not having weight loss on her, on her board, her vision board. Um, And it's a beautiful thing in that process because you realize you work so hard with so many obstacles you had to go through the biggest obstacle being self our mental our mind um and getting to this place and you have a deeper appreciation for it a deeper respect for it you know once you get there so our goal this episode is to just understand how fear and resistance appears and try to help ourselves and you as well listeners um in addressing and overcoming them and so sis i'll let you go ahead and talk about you know um, you know, two fears maybe, um, that, or two, you know, fears and resistance that have come up and, um, what that looks like, not necessarily how we overcome it. Cause we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but just the fears themselves. Sure thing. One of my largest fears that I really, um, 
have been faced with or faced, I should say, um, just as of late, which is amazing to me. Oftentimes we are, we think we're afraid of failure, but we're really afraid of success because we've lived our lives without being in the position we desire to be longer or in totality versus where we want to be, right? So that's the goal and the beauty of reinvention. And so it's comfort. It's comforting to stay familiar, even if that familiarity keeps you from really fulfilling your assignment. And so I'm coming to this realization that at large, I didn't know this, but I operated in a fear of out achieving my ex-husband. I had a fear of that. And I've been meditating and, you know, I'm always pulling my onions, you know what I'm saying? Doing my shadow work. (laughs) And I came to that realization and it was rather astonishing for me because even within my marriage, I have done things that I've set out to do, set the goal, hit the goal, achieve the goal, exceeded the goal. But for some reason, I felt okay with that in the confines of work. Right. Because where you work, yeah, you apply for the job, but you can't control how much your raise is going to be. They do that. That's not you and your performance per se. Right. (laughs) It's like you've been here this long, so you're entitled to a raise. You can't argue with me about my job telling me I'm deserving. But you can have beef with me if I get out here, grind, make it happen and outperform you. And I think that there was an air of that in my relationship and it sort of held me back. I shared a win with my ex and his response deflated my confidence to an extent. So that's definitely one that like, I think that's enough. I don't even think I need to give another one because that's the most pertinent present one. And that's a big one. That's it's it's a it's a big one because I declared a thing and the reality of what was an hindrance came up as a result of that declaration. So I'm grateful because my declaration revealed to me what had hindered me from achieving the things I desire. So Okay. There you go. All right. So um I love it. I love it. I love how we just come up with a way things in our head that's just like, okay, well, how can I get around this? Like a loophole per se. And it's like, well, you know, I, I don't control my race. I, 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 I can't do that. I, I have to work. These are the responsibilities assigned with this job description. I'm just doing my job. I've been here this amount of time. They just gave it to me. Um, So you can't, blame me for for that so man wow yeah okay so (laughs) um and just also too that you know it's not really the fear of failure it's the fear of success so when I think about um I'm going to talk about one fear and one resistance um and so one fear is I think for me perfectionism um, which has held me back with goals, um, 
changing habits, things like that. The idea that, and, I, and probably is part of a type A personality, right? Just wanting to have it all laid out um, and know how I'm going to get there, know exactly what route I'm going to take, knowing I can't do it in this season. It's got to be this season that looks like this, that feels like this, that's this time of day. The sun needs to be shining at this direction with just the right amount of shadow on me, you know, for, for me to be able like, I'm going to take a leap. Yeah. And so, um, and that perfectionism is fear, right? It's the fear of failure. And I'm, I'm going to tell y'all a story. <clears throat> when it was time for me to take the bar, let me say this. I passed the bar the first time I took it. But let me tell you, I, that first time I took the bar, because I took the bar for more than one state, the very first state I took it for, I was like, you know what? I'm not studying with nobody. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm taking it at a different site location. I didn't want nobody to know I had taken the bar. I was thinking in my head already that if, if I did not perform on here, I didn't want nobody to know that I had sat for it because people graduate from law school all the time and don't sit for the bar right when they graduate. They even got some colleges thou shall remain nameless in this episode <laughs> who pay their students after they graduate to not sit for the bar and study for a year to help with their rankings and their numbers. But I say all that to say this, that, um, and it was because I got into that space not because I was not studying, but there was one week in particular that was extremely rough for me. And I just cried every day. I would go to the class. I would come home. I would just cry. And I just had no idea how I was going to get through. And so that whole week outside of me going to the class, the bar prep class, I came home and I did nothing. And I was, and so I was like, you can't come home and not do anything. Like, like that's a surefire way to fail. And so, um, and so that, that part, and it was just that perfectionism that I did not want anybody to know that if I sat for it and I didn't pass, but you could know that I sat for it if I passed, you know, kind of thing. And so that, that's, so perfectionism I'll say is one, um, fear for that, that comes up. I think other fears just to talk about them, um, just to mention them, but you know, that's something that we'll talk about at beyond the spill when we take our deeper dives and things like that. But other fears that can stop us, you know, for people is fear of the unknown, um, you know, self-doubt, right? You're doubting yourself. Um, if you have an attachment to your comfort zone, which also kind of goes with fear of the unknown, right? You have this unhealthy attachment to your comfort zone. You do not realize it is unhealthy. You do not realize that it's slowly killing you. Um, and so I think about, you know, when you put um, crabs in a hot pot of water, right? You're not putting them in a hot pot of water. You put it in there when it's cool, room temperature water, and as it slowly heats up, right? That's how the crab dies, right? It doesn't know that this is, you know what I'm saying? That they're in a situation where they're ultimately going to die, right? right. The demise is coming. And so... Um, so those are the, that, that comfort zone attachment, that familiar familiarity with your current situation, your current circumstances, even how, it doesn't matter how unpleasant and unsatisfactory it might be. 
it's more comforting to you than that unknown. So I think that's kind of twofold, that fear of the unknown and that comfort zone attachment. I think also some other things that can play into that is like social media, especially in a day where we're like worried about what people are looking at that we're posting or what people might be thinking. You know what I'm saying? Strangers that we don't know, these followers. I think that can be a huge thing. And um, I think uh, the one fear, I mean, the one resistance I'll talk about is uh, cheat cheat days. Cheat days. I'm going to call it cheat days. Cheat days, <laughs> right? So let's just say the mm. truth thing is, is that I'm going to work out every day, right? But the Saints is playing today somebody's boxing i, I want to watch the fight I, I like bud crawford i want to watch the fight i always work out in the evenings I, today is a special day we got fight night tonight i'm gonna skip it i'll do it tomorrow right <laughs> and then you know and then the next thing will happen is oh man you know my friends want to go out tonight so now i made another special exception or i'm working <laughs> out and i'm like I'm I'm only going to eat certain things, but now I make an exception because it's my birthday. And now I make an exception because it's my friend's birthday. Or I make an exception because I'm in a crappy mood. And so I really just want to eat ice cream, you know, whatever. And so when you make these special exceptions every time, like everything can, you, you get to be, we get to be loose with those cheat days. Um, and so now that's the resistance thinking that you, that, you know, not taking into account the fact that change requires sacrifice. No cheat days, right? You have to know yourself. So it's one thing if you've been, you know, practicing, um, I'll say being pescatarian. So you practicing being pescatarian and you've been doing it for a year, right? And then you want to have one day where you want to eat chicken. You know what I'm saying? But if you're in the beginning baby stages, uh-uh, you got to keep your training wheels on. No meat for you, right? No eating out for you. No, not working out, right? You have to. And so I think that's one of the things with us is humans. We try to justify when we don't want to do something. Oh, well, I'll reward myself because I did do it yesterday. And so that's that resistance because self wants to be comfortable. It's like, my girl, your legs don't hurt yesterday from doing leg day. They hurt me. I don't look, nah. I think we did enough. I think you earned enough. Did didn't you didn't you walk up the stairs today? You took the stairs and not the elevator because the elevator was not we we didn't did it. We didn't did it. Today is gonna be a cheat day. So, you know, I think that is one thing that I would say is a, a resistance is that like we give ourselves passes. Yeah. passes that are not we have not earned mm-hmm. 11 times out of mm-hmm. 10 we have not earned it and we give it to ourselves so that's mine interesting interesting when you were talking it was causing me to kind of like pull back and I think it's just because I'm in this like who said phase of my life <laughs> that it's hard for me to pull back things like that yeah I'm just in the who said phase and so <laughs> And it's not rebellion. It's not pointless. It's really honestly like a questioning of like, it's like, who said? Like, you know, it's it's the authentic curiosity um, of who said. <clears throat> but I think when I'm thinking back about it, I do remember a very like tangible fear was for me to be a mother. 
it was a tangible fear. And I wrote it off and was like, I'm never having kids. I wanted all the things though. I wanted a husband. I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to do all that. I never, ever was like one of those girls who was like, oh yeah, I'm going to get married. We're going to have this many kids and da, 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 da. No, that was never me. So bingo, bingo, surprise, surprise. Here comes Leggy. <laughs> right? And that was a real fear. That was an authentic fear. And it was because, and it was birthed out of that I didn't feel like I would be equipped to experience what proper and healthy motherhood and mothering was. Um, And of course, you know, as a child, the way you experience your parents is not necessarily always accurate, but as a child, you are are metabolizing the experience as best you can. Um, But that was a tangible fear for me. It was like, I'm never going to have kids. But then the Holy Spirit, God was like, and not only are you going to be a parent, you're going to be an excellent parent. <laughs> right? So that was a huge, huge fear for me. Um, such a fear um, that like I contemplated not having him. It was such a fear. Um, not that I could not be okay. Like sometimes people are fearful because of their circumstance. They think they can't afford it. They think it's going to ruin their lives but I was fearful that I would ruin his life. Like that was, that was the fear for me. Like I never questioned if I could take care of my child in the tangible, you know, materialistic ways. I just did not think I could care for his soul, like a person's care. Um, so that is like probably the largest fear I have experienced in my life. Um, you know, if I think back to it and it's so funny, like listening to you, I was like, she should have went first. <laughs> and it's only, it's only because I'm just in this right here, right now mindset that I'm just like, you know, whatever. So anyway, but yeah, that was definitely um, a huge fear. And then resistance for no good reason expressed to me of getting married. So family was excited I was having a kid, but not excited that I was getting married. And I thought that was the most asinine thing in the world. I was like, so you okay with me having a kid? But then when I'm talking, like, we're about to get married, you mad about that? But we were engaged before I got pregnant. Like, it it was just weird. It was a weird little experience, but it was a lot of resistance. (laughs) Um, Particularly from my mom. Um, But again, like I said, for no good cause. She wasn't like, oh, I don't think he's good for you. It wasn't any, it was no good cause. It was like, you're going to get married and I'm not going to be able to just have full access to you anymore. You know, it was a selfish space. So that's what that was. Um, And then I think too, I think that that was probably it. And then another fear, a quick one was I actually was hit by a van when I was 12. I was coming home from track practice from middle school Got off the public city bus, was crossing the street. It was a rainy day. The sun was shining, though, which was interesting. The sun shined through the clouds, even though it had been raining. <clears throat> and I, I was hit by a, a minivan. And so that's a story for another time. But <laughs> out of that birth, the fear that I would not cross the street for a year and a half. Like, I would not cross the street. Like, 
my dad would drive me to the bus stop and pick me up from the bus stop. When I had to walk to the bus stop for school, if I didn't go with a friend, I wouldn't, it, it, I, I just, it just so happened that God worked it out that every time I needed to get on the bus, a friend was going to, or I could be in a crowd of people. Um, but I was terrified for like a year and a half, um, of that. And so those are a couple of other like younger time, um, experiences. So the time with honor, I mean, with legend happened 16 years ago, obviously, cause he'll be 17 in April, but almost 17 years ago. And then I was hit. So that was 20 some odd years ago when I was hit by the minivan. So these are distant fears, um, but major ones. Where, interestingly enough, you have a minivan. Those would be dead to me. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> we'll talk about how you overcome in the next segment. That's funny. All right. So, um, I think what we're gonna do. Let's just go into what um some strategies for overcoming fear and resistance, and then we'll take a break. You know, after that. So, um, I'll go first since you said, you know, I should have went first the last time. I'll go ahead. So some of those things I think, um, and I'm just going to pick two to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I would say one of the things to overcome fear and resistance is to just, uh, cultivate a space of being mindful. A lot of times I think we try to rush past and through feelings, whether it's hurt, joy um even you know and I and I will say joy because I think for me when I recall uh graduating from law school it, you you don't really have the opportunity to really revel in that moment because it's into bar prep you go like it's time to study it's time to you know whatever and then you pass the bar and it's, I need to find a job. You know what I'm saying? If you haven't already found one. So I think we just don't really have an opportunity to just like, you know, really embrace the fullness of the moment. Um, even as being mothers, I feel that, you know, now when I listen to my mother talk, you have a baby and you out the hospital the next day, two days max. So you don't really have an opportunity to like really embrace that what that moment is because somebody's picking and prodding at you and all of those things so I would say cultivate cultivating mindfulness and being present right practicing mindfulness that allowing yourself that when fear creeps up when resistance creeps up that you don't try to rush by it and stiff arm it allow yourself to stand still to be in your thoughts and to think about what the fear is trying to tell you right what it's trying to prevent you from doing and actually talking to your fear like we grew up and people would say oh if you see somebody talking to themselves they crazy like no you you got to talk if, let me tell you something i have learned if you do not talk to your thoughts especially when the devil sends them they are going to talk to you somebody gonna be talking may as well be you talking to it right and telling it what to do right you submit to me and so you make mm. fear submit to you right you make mm. resistance submit to you and so I think definitely doing that, it reduces the power of your fear, right? Or that fear. And I think about our shadows, our shadows. You know, when you're walking the sun and, and you see your shadow on the ground, it's, it's, it seems so big, right? 
when you're far away from it. When you're far away from your shadow, it seems it's humongous. It's like sometimes if if you think about it in terms of a thing that you want to do, it can be paralyzing. It can be daunting. You're like, it's so big. But the closer you get to it, the more that you take that flashlight and shine a light on what that shadow is, it disappears, right? It's only what we think that gives it the power to grow, that allows it to live, you know? And so I would say, you know, standing in there, right? Like stopping, pausing, closing your eyes, taking deep breaths, counting. I love to do this with my son. We just count back from five and just, you speak to that thing, you know? And so that's one of the the things that I would say could help with overcoming fear and resistance. Um, you know, mm-hmm. is that the other thing I would say is, to, and we'll talk more about this on beyond the spill, but flipping the fear, right? So reframing the fear as a, a whiteboard, if you will, of possibilities and affirmations. Like I think mm-hmm. when I started sitting down with myself and going through this, um, and I'm still working on it. So, you know, but by the time we go live, I, I'll, I'll have it all done, but just reframing it in terms of affirmations mm-hmm. um example mm-hmm. if your fear of starting out on doing your business is you know okay i'm gonna you know i'm a fear that whether i'm gonna have money or am i gonna have clients and just flipping that fear and saying that my resources are infinite because my source is infinite right mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. is my source mm-hmm. um if i am in obedience those things will come to play come into play. And one thing that um, Sister Angela, who I love very dearly, would say, you know, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. God, you told mm-hmm. me to do a thing. I am stepping out on faith. And if y'all recall, my word was pivot and my phrase was bigger leaps of faith. And so it's just, you know, one way to flip that fear would just be to say, you know, my resources are infinite because the source is infinite. And so just shifting those fear-based thoughts, those resistant thoughts to what if, right? And the beauty of like the what ifs, I, I like to think about the movie Up. It was an animated movie. And in that movie, they lifted a house with balloons, like just a ton of balloons and lifted the <laughs> house. It took the house off and like travel with it. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be like them. <laughs> so think about like those balloons in that and just like realistically, right? Can balloons lift a house? No. But when you think like your imagination, allow your imagination. Like the Bible tells us in Genesis just how strong your thoughts and your imagination is. So just shifting your thoughts from, you know, what ifs to endless possibilities of greatness of success of you know joy of being fulfilled of love like what all of that means for you i think that that's a strategy that can help you overcome the fear and resistance that especially when you're experiencing moments of doubt when you're experiencing moments of self defeat or i could have done this differently or of like mommy guilt sometimes it's just anchoring yourself in gratitude gratitude for the moment gratitude that i get to be a mother gratitude that i get to embark on this journey um and that gratitude that fear does um continues to 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 show up because i am worthy i am on a path of reinventing myself so its only job is to show up 
Mm-hmm. If it doesn't show up, I'm not doing something right. So having gratitude for that and learning from it and saying that, you know, I command, like I take control over this moment. I take control over this fear. I take control over this resistance. And then mm-hmm. again, you know, when you do that, honoring the fact that that's a win. Yeah. That's a win. Cartwheel so, time, baby. Exactly. <laughs> I love that, sissy. And I'm so happy that you talked about affirmations because it's so funny is that in some research I was doing for uh, affirmations and why the power of us speaking the thing really, really, apart from just being co-creators with God who spoke everything into existence, right? That's where it starts. But affirmations work because we believe ourselves and our voices more than anyone and anything else. That is actually the power of the affirmation. Sometimes we think these affirmations are what hold the power. But what we say and think of ourselves is far more powerful than anything anyone could tell us. Anything we can get from an external source. And that's why affirmations work, right? So if you believe a thing, it's true because you believe a thing is true. If you don't believe a thing is true, you don't believe a thing is true. So you believe and trust your own voice more than anyone else's, right? So I just wanted to point that out because um, there is power in being committed to affirm yourself, right? So I love that. Um, For me, what um, is, like I said, I'm in my who said phase, right? (laughs) And so it's huge to make sure that you are defining success and achievement for yourself, And letting that be rooted in what pleases God and makes you proud. Because that's what's huge. Is what I'm doing pleasing God and will I be proud? Because at the end of the day, we are called to steward all of the things that we are given, the roles we're given. But we have to be okay with us. Because when we're not okay with us, everything is haywire and it's really a lie. It's inauthentic in the grand scheme of it. Right. If we're at all, if we're genuinely not pleased with the root of a thing, not necessarily saying we're going to skip through lilies every day. I'm not meaning it in that sense, but I'm meaning it in the sense of like I gave it all I had. And I'm proud regardless. Right. And that leads to my next one, which is learning how to practice a healthy detachment from the outcomes of a thing. We get so caught up in what the end result will look like that we forego and forfeit the the beauty and the pleasure of the journey. So we need to learn to detach ourselves healthily from the outcome of a thing, outside opinions, and opposition. Learn to detach from them is acknowledging that they're going to exist, but I don't have to receive a thing, right? So I don't have to believe it. I can agree that this there is potential, but in to agree that it's a potential for something is honoring that two things can be true at the same time. But what becomes true is what you believe. So it's about that. It's like, man, I agree that I'm probably going to have somebody who's a naysayer. I agree that I'm going to deal with opposition. I agree that I may get hung up on the outcomes, but what I do believe is that the journey is far richer than the outcome of the thing, right? So working on that belief versus agreement, two things can be true and coexist and everything can be perfectly fine. And beauty, the beauty of that is if you sum it up, 
is to be gracious with yourself and ditch the stringent timeline. Be okay with the scenic route, right? Be okay with the scenic route. Because if you put in, like, you know, me and Lala, we are are so this way. We know our city so well that if GPS says get on the freeway, we'd be like, yeah, no, we're not getting on the freeway because we already know that freeway is going to be trash. We're going to hit this block, this block, this dip, this expressway, and we're going to get there about 20 minutes less, right? Like we know our city. So we deter from the GPS sometimes. And it's good because we're taking the scenic route, but it's the most beneficial route for us sometimes. And sometimes our route don't be the best route, but we, it's what it is. Like you take the chance, you take the risk and you get what you get. The outcome was getting home. We preferred to have gotten home sooner, but we got home, right? So I think it's really important and pivotal that we really, really think about those things. So key, the key to me for me is questioning who said, who said, like when you were talking about a cheat meal and this, that, and the third, I think that the difficulty in us achieving some things is because we're too stringent and we're too like tunnel vision perspective, you know, having a tunnel vision perspective of some things that actually keeps us hindered. It keeps us bound because we're not operating in a, in a form of freedom. So it's hard. So if you are on a, on a road to something, right. And reinvention of self, like self reinvention is a permanent goal. It's a permanent thing. If like, I literally put Somewhere, I think I made a piece of content and I was just like, I am a permanent hypocrite. I'm forever learning and growing. My mind has changed a lot, <laughs> you know, over my lifetime, over the year, over the years, over the weeks, the days, you know, like I'm a permanent hypocrite because I make it my business to always want to be 1% better than yesterday. It's me versus me yesterday, right? And so detach from that, you know, define that for yourself. Detach from the outcomes of a thing. Give yourself grace and um, in the movement that you make and the choices and you give yourself grace and timing, you know? So those are the things that um, are practices for me in addition to the things that Lala said. Um, so the breathing and the meditation and the sitting with yourself and the um, you know, being reflective, but we can't get so drunk on like improving and growing and being reflective and self-actualized that we forget to enjoy the days where we forget to be present in the experience where we forget that, man, for a while, I forgot I was a free spirit for a while. I thought I had to be contained and I couldn't be multi-passionate, you know, like, it's just like, man, I felt so inauthentic. Because, I mean, that's what it produces. The box produces a lack of authenticity. So, and this is a whole nother, you know, it, it, you, we could just go on and on and on for this. It, it, it's the box, but the box, by default of being a woman of color, you're already, that, that box already exists for you, right? Yep. So that that's a whole nother, you know, topic for that. But <laughs> I thought to myself, I love when I see black boys frolicking. Me it too. Just so much joy <laughs> on social media. Because I'm just like, you know, you want to be a free spirit, like, and not have to like be contained and be this person 
have to look a certain way and talk a certain way and just always be on. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that's good. We're going to take a quick break. And when I say quick break, man, I think it's probably going to be like five seconds. <laughs> we'll be back. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back. We are now into our segment called giggles and cream. And so this one, I, you know what? It was just perfect. We never talk before we, we really like get into the episodes. Like I don't tell you what I plan on talking about. Really. We know the topic and stuff. And you said something, you said you being committed to affirming yourself. And so it was perfect because giggles and cream is about this one. So let me go ahead and play <laughs> this divine moment. Thank you, Ryan Murphy, for suing me. Evan Peters, I love you. Netflix, every single person who voted for me. Thank you. My better half who picked me up when I was gutted from this work. Thank you. And you know who I want to thank? I want to thank me. <laughs> Man, so I saw I love it. It's, it's Niecy Nash's um acceptance speech her emmy speech and as soon as i saw it i was like that's right girl because as soon as I, I i heard her talking i was like i just thought about the mirror like we how we talked about just looking at yourself in the mirror every day and saying to yourself what you love about your body what you love about yourself and in her speech she was like you know and most of all i want to thank me and she was just like, go ahead with your bad self. And I just loved everything about it. And so when you said something about being committed to affirming yourself, that is part of like, it has just as much as you want to cultivate a spirit of gratitude so much that it becomes second nature and mindfulness. It also needs to be second nature for you, just like you breathe to affirm yourself, affirm the work that you are doing the shadow work you were doing, the digging deep, um, just a allowing yourself in this process. Some of you might really be performing surgery on yourself. You're going to be crying, wounds, everything, but affirm yourself. There is beauty in all of the scars. There is beauty in going under the knife. Um, and so just honoring that process. So that is um, our giggles and cream, if you will, for the week, because go ahead with your bad self. And so <laughs> we're going to get into our um, chatter chai. So uh, I'll let you go ahead and read uh, any reviews. Okay, so I'll go ahead. Sissy, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't ready. I got it. <laughs> so uh, we have a review from Alex. Thank you so much. So her uh, review is titled, Wow. And so she says, amazing time, great conversation. I can't wait to hear the next episode. Thank you, Alex, for leaving your review. It was a five-star review. Let me just go ahead and say that everybody who has left reviews has given us five out of five. So we just, again, want to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for every share. Um, you can follow us at Beyond the Spill on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, we would love to connect with you. And if you leave a review, your review may be read on a future podcast episode. So get to typing those reviews and five stars. If if you want to give us something less than five stars, 
send us an email at talk to us at the spilled milk podcast.com and, and yep. we can hop on the zoom and flesh it out because we, we need to know we don't need all, right. all that <laughs> right. all right so for our milk reflections for this week a journal prompt this week is to think about a time when fear held you back and what we would like for you to do is just to write a letter to yourself forgiving yourself for what happened and tell your younger self how much you have evolved as a person, how much you love that younger self, right? How much you value and appreciate them, that they were seen, that you might not have understood the magnitude of who they were at that time, who you were at that time, but now you appreciate that. And so if you're doing these milk reflections, these journal props, shoot us over an email so that we can, we would love to know what is going on with you and how you're processing all right so also too sissy not just email us we would love for you guys to connect with us also on social media at beyond the spill we are at beyond the spill on tiktok instagram uh youtube soon come so we are going to be at beyond the spill um on all of our social media platforms also on threads so we would love to hear from you there also. So not just by email. So if you're a social media person, make sure you following us too, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Not just get on there and message us, but follow us too and engage. <laughs> exactly. And like we said, uh, this Wednesday, uh, which is going to be January 24th at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, we are going to have our first live on Instagram. And this is where we're going to really get into the things that's beyond the spill. So we are going to talk more in depth about flipping the fear. We're also going to uh, unpack. We talked about earlier in a, a couple episodes ago about habits you want to keep, habits you want to let go, but also unsure habits. And we're going to delve deeper into those unsure habits um, and so that will be this Wednesday. Sissy, I know you got the espresso shot for this week. What you got? Sure thing. Sure thing. So <clears throat> I would love for you all to go into this week and this journey of reinvention in totality, this journey of what we call life um, with this. And I want you to say it to yourself and practice this authentically, right? The key for me to become and remain in alignment with my assignment is to fall in love with the journey of becoming while just being. As I approach every step with curiosity and openness, I will practice healthy and harmonious detachment from outside opinions, opposition, and the outcome of the thing. Love it, love it, love it. Yes. You know, we got to do the snap, snap, snaps. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, we'll go into our final sip. So um, my, uh, what I'll leave you all with is this. Um, number one, this was part one of a two-part series. So next week we are going to talk about um, practical strategies for self-reinvention, but it's going to deal with the power of visualization. And so we would love for you to come back to that. I think it's going to be an amazing segment. I'm super excited. It's the thing. Sissy will tell you, I've been literally on this since last year. I'm so excited that I'm finally <laughs> part this, this. As soon as God revealed this thing to me, I felt like it just changed everything for me. And so I'm so excited for next week's episode. But um, I do want to leave you all with this. So 
remember that in every drop of fear and resistance lies everything you need for growth and transformation. And so as the opportunities appear, you want to dig into how you can become stronger, how you can become braver. And I think that's the thing, you know, and everything that we talked about was just being mindful. What is causing the fear to to spring up? What's causing you to experience resistance and just acknowledging it and dealing with it, not putting it off. It's not going to go away, right? If life has taught us anything, it has been that those fears usually are constant recurring fears. Um, This fear of X, Y, and Z. And ultimately, if we are truly honest with ourselves, X, Y, and Z never happens. It probably never happened, but we believe that thing. And so I just would just want to challenge you to actually unpack what that fear and that resistance is and deal with it head on and take as much time as you need and hold space for yourself throughout the process. So that's my final sip. Amen. So my final sip is, I'm telling you, anyway, we are always so in sync, it's annoying. So my final sip is that fear is false evidence appearing real. And it's because we don't have evidence of what we are fearful of. It's all assumptive because if we've taken the first step toward a thing already, we have data and we can go back to the data. But usually we are fearful and won't do a thing and we have no data that says we're not going to succeed, that says we're not going to achieve a thing, right? We have no data at all that that can prove what we're embarking on won't be successful. We have no proof. (laughs) So... Don't allow for fear to keep you away from fullness. Don't allow fear to keep you from fullness and fulfillment also. So that's my final sip in the grand, in in the big picture of it all. Cause I think that that's, you can't get no righter than that. Man, talk about uh, being in sync. (laughs) I'm glad I went first. Me too. I just be like, oh my goodness. It's always like that, y'all. It's so it's it's so dope and it's so it's wild. It's whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> so you already know what it is. Until next time. Stay messy. Peace.